This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Beyond all self-images rests our true identity and our infinite worth. Valeria Tellez interviews Eloisa Ramos, the author of Beyond Self-Esteem, Discovering Your Boundless Self-Worth. Eloisa Ramos was born in 1960 in a farming village in Guanajuato, Mexico. Her family moved to Northern California in 1968. She graduated from Stanford University with a BA in sociology. She married, but when two of her four children developed asthma and substance sensitivities, she began looking for another way to help her children. It became clear to Eloisa that mainstream medicine did not offer a permanent solution for their health issues. In finding another way to help her children, she discovered many wonderful healing aids, including EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. EFT tapping has opened up a new world of possibilities for Eloisa, her children, and her clients. She has evolved the Ramos Clearing Technique, which uses muscle testing to find and clear non-serving beliefs and energetic imprints. She is a certified EFT master practitioner with the AMT and started a radio show at EFTRadioOnline.com beginning January 14, 2014. Eloisa incorporates EFT tapping into her daily life and study of A Course in Miracles and shares the insights she receives with her readers and listeners. May her work help to light the way for all to uncover the truth that is within. Meet Eloisa at healingwitheft.com slash Ramos Clearing. Here is the interview with Eloisa Ramos. In your own words, who is Eloisa Ramos? Oh, okay. Well, that gets right to the... <laughs> we could say to the foundation of self-identity and self-value. Um, Eloisa Ramos is basically a self-image of someone that was born in Mexico, um, given a name, uh, married, because Ramos is my last name. And so it's, it's an idea, basically, um, in terms of how we perceive ourselves to be living in a world of bodies and uh, personalities and identities. So it's a quote unquote self. Um, uh, but, but in truth, 
there it's a little weird to say in truth there is no eloisa ramos <laughs> um because the true self is not a separate individual self it's it's one creation um that is part of you know all that is whether you want to call that um higher mind or god or um universe or or however you you know connect to um the source of all life so i guess what i wonder when it comes to um being here being conscious actually that we are here i know it relates to biology the body and everything that we have been taught how can this personality and conditioned self live on after the body's no longer here so that's one of my questions i guess in this moment okay well the the experience of death is really an experience of separation um from the body and what separates from the body is is really a sense of self-consciousness but but that self-consciousness is itself a construct that we made up um and so it still retains you could say um learning past learning and also uh beliefs that are still um forming that self concept and so until we're able to completely learn our lessons and recognize <laughs> our our true nature as not a separate individual personality self um this personality self gets to make this journey over again so you could you could almost say that 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 death is birth sort of in looking at it from you know the other um reference point there's a tunnel of light and and the question is well am i going or am i coming <laughs> yeah so the we tend to distinguish life in terms of time and that's why we call it afterlife because we we want to um separate what we call conscious the conscious self in time from that separation of not being conscious of being in time <laughs> um as not being here yeah so what would you say is there beyond the conscious self and the uh, individual consciousness yes so so the thing about the the thing about consciousness is that it is it is tied to concepts <laughs> um and so and so the the individual ego self or the individual ego self identified with a body is a self construct from the mind that has forgotten 
that it is not separate from its source. And so, and so the the fear that you were talking about um, losing our our identification, our identity, is is because we have we are so identified with that individual separate self. Um, and and the fear gets in the way of moving um, past that into a deeper place, where we <laughs> where we are, uh, you could say beyond uh, what we call uh, normal consciousness. We're we're in a place of an awareness that is aware that it's not that little conscious self. Uh, because it has let go of the identification with it and and can then know itself. Um, it's not going to be able to perceive itself, but it's going to be able to have an experience of knowing itself. Um, as uh, you could think of it more in terms of um, if you're looking at a play, you can think of it in terms of being the, the stage on which the play occurs rather than being identified with one of the characters in the stage or you know being identified with the the action that's going on in the stage um and so it's a it's a different perspective that you could say is is almost out of time and you can get there through the present moment um you can reach uh that experience um and so you can come to know um your yourself as a self that is not separate from anything. I'm wondering if we can be free and find that awareness, whatever the name is, now. So we can be in a body, let's say dead before we die, in a way. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it is possible, right? Yes, it is because <laughs> because be, because that's really the only way to be free. <laughs> um, because yes, so the the let's see. I want to say the trick. the 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 trick is to recognize what. Um, perception is showing us um, to not be real, which is which is so upside down to what we all grow up believing. Uh, um, but but the way you get there is in little steps because we have to work with, with the world in our experiences and and looking at what is the cause and what is the effect and and what happens is that most of the time we have the cause and the effect reversed so when we look out into the world and we interact with people and situations we tend to think that what happens in the world is the cause of me of how i feel of what I think about myself, of what I am. So we have it kind of backwards and 
in terms of not recognizing that it is our mind that is the only causal level and it is the mind that is projecting something uh, uh, well it's not just something that is projecting everything that we see because the world is a world of perception uh, we we come to believe that it's there because we can sense it with our physical senses um, and so we are convinced that the body is real for that reason but if you think about it the body is sensing itself to be real with its own senses. So <laughs> there's a little bit of, you know, of a loop there uh, with no real cause. Um, and, 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 and so the, the difficult thing for, for us is that if we don't take the time to do the inner work, we, we forget where, the cause of what we are perceiving is. And it's always in the mind. And that's why we can work with the mind um, for correcting perceptions that we are, um, that are problems for us, um, that, that, you know, are suffering for us. Yeah, in the topic you have written about which is uh, your book, Beyond Self-Esteem, Discovering Your Boundless Self-Worth, is a very interesting one, the self-esteem idea, because that's based on self-image and those conditioned perceptions. Would you say that freedom is to be here now, knowing that you're not the body and you're not separate from let's say, universal consciousness or God or the source, would you say that that's freedom? Yes, and I, I would also add that it's, it's that recognition and, and, it's the, and it's the ability to join with others who believe they are here, <laughs> but not, not join with the illusion, not join with the dream. So it's um, it's a way to offer, um, let's see, freedom <laughs> from the uh, effects of a world of conflict and fear. Um, because we can maintain our inner peace through everything that is uh, seemingly happening and especially in you know the times we're going through right now uh, with the with the COVID and with all the the political things going on um, um, it's a way to be able to look at that and still um, recognize that that it has no real impact or influence in how we um, in how we choose to live as um, as loving beings, um, because 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 it's not the cause of how we <laughs> we feel, and it's not the cause of um, of 
it, it's not the source of our happiness or unhappiness, of our peace or of our conflict. That is coming from our mind and 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 from connecting to what is the truth. What is self-esteem to you? And is there a space for self-love if we are in a space of conditioning? Everything about the constructed self is conditioned. So I'm wondering if it is possible, Eloisa, to love unconditionally or to do anything unconditionally. Well, well, yeah, I, I think, I think it is because it's, it's not so much about what we do. It's about the purpose uh, for which we do it. And, and I think that um, there's really only two purposes. It's either love or fear. We're e either doing things out of fear uh, or out of love. And, and Mm. When we do things out of love, we're we're bringing into alignment um, perception with knowledge, with truth, with our higher self. And the more we can consistently choose love in everything that we do, whether it's in um, you know the choice to eat, whatever, because because ultimately, it's not that. Um, it's not that it's not that you know <laughs> the choice of what we do. It's not that eating uh, you know an ice cream cone or or eating a carrot. The choice between having an ice cream cone or a carrot uh, is going to make um, a difference. It's it's whether we are doing it out of fear or out of love. So if we're going to eat that ice cream cone, but we're afraid that we're going to gain weight or, you know, um, whatever we're afraid of the sugar or how it's going to have an effect on us or whatever, or, or we do it with a carrot too, because we believe that it's going to, you know, keep our body healthy. And it's still the same, the same error. If we focus on, on the doing itself as cause. Yeah. But, but if we just recognize that nothing can really hurt us, recognizing that everything is the same in a world of illusion, um, everything that, that is done or that happens can then be used for the purpose of healing the mind, which is really helping the mind to recognize what is really the truth about itself. And, and it's something that the mind has forgotten only because we have been practicing and we have accepting what is false for so long that we've made it normal. And we've said, well, of course, it's got to be true. I mean, you know, 99.9% of the people in the world believe it. So, so how can it not be true? Um, yeah. Yeah, so once we are free and liberated from those ideas and illusions, then we are free in general. We can do anything. Because from what I hear from you, it's the purpose. There will always be this, uh, let's say, scent of pure consciousness in there, in whatever we do. 
it doesn't really matter. And I love the idea of the purpose of awakening uh, layers and, and other layers of the illusion. Everything we do serving that purpose. I love that. Yeah. 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 There's a little phrase uh, in A Course in Miracles that, say, that says, on earth we heal, in heaven we create. Um, and that generally gives that one purpose to being on earth. Um, and, and for that reason, everything that happens can be used for learning and therefore is good and is of value and of benefit. Um, yeah. yeah. Talk to me about the uh, intention of writing your book, Beyond Self-Esteem. Um, yes, yeah, so, so the book was really something that I wanted to um, give to <laughs> yeah. my, my, a freshman year college self <laughs> um, who was, you know, pretty confused about identity and was just beginning to look at that. And it's something that I, I feel that would have been really, really helpful for me at that time. And, um, and it was, it was more of a, let's see, it was more of, of, a knowing that it was already there. And it was just a matter of sort of putting the pieces together um, and bringing it forth. Um, but it's really, the intention is really to help um, anyone, but in particularly, I think that young people begin to question um, their sense of identity and self and who am I and, um, you know, there's a period of time, I think, that uh, young people tend to look at that more um, before they actually settle down. They're, they're just beginning to explore what they're going to do with their, um, you know, in terms of a career and um, relationships and that kind of thing. Talk to me about the um, EFT. It's a healing method, right? So how did you discover it and how can it help us? to uncover the truth yes so let's see so um after i was married um um let's see i well we we have four children but um two of them in particularly started developing asthma and allergies and i I, it really was a little bit of a turning point there because I had a look at my young daughter when she was two and seeing her go through these asthma attacks was really disturbing for me. Um, and, you know, I, I had to ask myself, how, how is it possible <laughs> that God is loving and yet, you know, she can have this experience. Um, and, you know, uh, modern medicine would say there's no cure for that. You just have to manage it with medicine and, you know, see if you can work through it or if it goes away or whatever. But, but I really, I really believe that, that there had to be another way because I, I just could not 
bring myself to 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 change my belief that God was loving. You know, there was a discrepancy there to me because of of the suffering that I saw. Um, and so I really I did begin to look for other ways. So I looked for alternatives, um, and I ended up um, going through a, a number of them. I I um, I learned um, um, how to work with Bach flowers and. Um, I learned some Reiki and I did, um, let's see, something else. It's called natural healing. And I, as I explored some of these different um, alternatives to help my daughter and my kids with allergies, um, there's another one for allergies. Um, it's uh, Nate and AET. Um, and I began to uh, learn how these came to be. Um, um, I ended up uh, picking up a book at the library, um, Thought Field Therapy. And I read the story of, of how this was, you know, uh, discovered. Um, and then uh, EFT came from that. What I really saw was that uh, these these were techniques that were basically gifts. The people received them. For example, the thought field therapy, it was just a therapist that had been trying to help someone with a water phobia. And he had not been able to help her. It had been almost a year. And it was a friend of his, and they happened to be sitting in their backyard far away from their swimming pool, not too close, because she was she was terrified of it. But he remembered something about acupuncture points, and he remembered that under the eye was an acupuncture point that went to the uh, stomach meridian, where she would feel a lot of contraction because of the fear of the water. And just out of the blue, he, he said, hey, tap under your eye. And so she did. And within a few minutes, she started running towards the water he's like, whoa, what are you doing? She's like, I'm not afraid of the water, you know? Um, and so, you know, I would hear things like that from these other methods. And, um, and so I ended up working with EFT, which is a tapping on acupuncture meridians uh, therapies. But what I really liked about EFT, and I, I really stuck with it, is that it really works with the attention and intention. So it's almost a, a, a tool for mindfulness. And that's at least that's how I've used it. Um, and it it really helps us to look at what is there in terms of the problem and how it's showing up. And, uh, you know, whether whether it's um, whether it's an allergy or whether it's a um relationship issue or it doesn't really matter the the we can tune into what the reactions to that problem are whether it's a physical sensation or whether it's just an emotion or whether it's a memory that comes up from the past whatever it is we can go through and tap through whatever is perceived there because it's it's actually held in the mind and we're not really working with the body but we're using the body to focus the attention 
um, on what is in the mind. And as we tap through this and we're observing it, we actually see that it's releasing. And it's a way of, of um, we use numbers to gauge intensity. So what's really great about it is you can actually see within uh, a few minutes um, that this process is releasing the stuck energy, the stuck emotion, what, whatever was there is no longer there. And that's a change in perception. And in and, and coming, um, you know, working with A Course in Miracles, that that's basically a miracle. Um, yeah. So. The question that comes to mind is about choice. I have heard that we have chosen the identity self have chosen to go through all the experiences it goes through here. Would you say that that's true or it is simply the conditioned mind just um, perpetuating its own, let's say, karma? Um, <clears throat> well, let's see. I think it's the same thing, but it's, it's just two different ways of looking at it. So if we, if we believe that we have free will, then yes, we are choosing this experience. And when we no longer want to experience this, we can choose to, to let it go. Um, but, but on the other hand, um, this experience itself <laughs> is like a dream that has already happened because, um, let's see, because the only real choice that we have is in how we are going to interpret and react to what happens. Within the experience of this that we call life, which is really a dream, <laughs> we don't have control uh, of what happens. So for the most part, we experience a situation and the situation has just happened. And the only choice that we have at that point is, okay, how am I going to react to this situation? How am I going to respond to this situation? And, and the control and the choice that we have, and, and, and it really is what makes our experience what it is, is whether we are going to choose to see it as an opportunity for learning and for healing. And that means that we are willing to forgive um, and not, um, uh, let's see, go into the blame and the attack and, you know, the conflict, et cetera, because that just keeps it stuck. So, so really the choice is, um, how we want to experience what this seems to be. And we do have a choice there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it may not seem that way because we have not given enough time to the inner work. Um, and so it still feels like we, we are powerless in the sense that we think that what someone said, what someone did is the cause of our sadness, is the cause of our frustration or anger or whatever. And, and from that point of view, then, you know, we're just 
um, in effect, <laughs> our experiences in effect. Um, and, you know, at some point, I think that we we all come to a place where um, where we have to say, okay, there has to be another another way. I'm I am really done and tired of this, you know. So it goes back to knowing who we really are. Then there's no more questions, really. That's interesting. With this interview, it happened almost for the first time. I had no questions. <laughs> I had a lot of questions <laughs> in front of me, tons of them. But then when I start talking to you, I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I can rest now. Oh, the mind can rest. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's no more questions. Because, because yeah. in a way, the, the, the one that asked the question <laughs> um, is the self that, that believes it does not know. Yes. And, and at some point, the, the mind does not need to ask any more questions. Um, because, uh, cause you said like, who is, who is tired really? Well, yes. So that would be a self image of something that is not the true self. Um, and so all of the experience that we have of limitation of suffering, of being in a body as a body, which is limited and, um, you know, vulnerable and weak and suffers, et cetera, um, is, is an experience of a self that is not our true um, self as created <laughs> and like its creator. <laughs> um, I love your message. I love your work. I love, um, yeah, the purpose of what you're doing. I'm just wondering if the spiritual component, the emphasis on really the truth, which is, uh, it's just identification. This is a dream. If this is a little too advanced for most of us <laughs> to hear. Um, yeah, it, it can be. I think, I think ultimately at the practical level, we have to start with the little things, you know, we have to, we have to start with what is showing up in, in our daily life and, and, um, choosing, <laughs> At, at that moment, I think the most important thing to recognize is that our mind is causal, okay? Because that's the only place where we can actually take responsibility. Um, so if I, you know, get out of bed and accidentally stumble and, and, and um, hit my toe on the table, you know, <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm in pain. Okay. Am I going to say, you know, start swearing at the table <laughs> or am I, you know, going to start, am I going to feel really angry that I put that table so close to my bed, you know? So I ultimately, I, I, I can take a deep breath and feel the pain. Okay. And then sit with that pain and, and one, one, I know that the pain is not going to last forever. Okay. Okay. And, and two, I can ask myself, well, I don't have to judge the situation, you know, and I can sit there and, and really ask myself, okay, well, this was an interesting thing. You know, what, what does this 
what is this telling me? What am I showing myself here? <laughs> you know, what what am I asking for uh, right now? You know, do I am I really calling for more pain by abusing myself with anger or cursing myself or whatever? Or am I really calling out for love? And 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 I'm really calling out for love. So why don't I just give myself that? Why don't I just take a moment? you know, rub my toe and just be present and um, reassure myself, this is not going to last forever. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay and move on. Um, so, you know, we can bring it down to, to, to the every, every day little situations um, to... To, to really see that our past personal behavior habits, the, the way that we react, when we begin to observe that, it gives us a little bit of space from, from which we can begin to see that we do have the option of seeing it differently, of you know, choosing love instead of um, attack. Um, and so it, it, and it does, it does, um, it, it's a simple thing, but we have to be ready for it. So it's not, you know, it's not like we can force anybody um, to go there if they're not ready. Um, and, and it's okay because in the end, time is not real anyway. Right. So it's all about how long we want to be in time in the experience mm -hmm. of time, you know, yeah. and that's fine. That's part of the freedom. And then we can even call those um, steps um, taking care of ourselves, the self-love, self-care, yes. right? Components. Yes. Yeah. In, in the more little moments we have like that, where, where we do choose love, the more we come to recognize that that is our true nature. Um, and the more that that reinforces the true nature. And so it's a loop, but it's a loop in the positive direction, um, not in the negative directions. Yeah. I do have a question about the Course in Miracles. How did you come across that book? Well, I came across it um, because the founder of EFT, Gary Craig, was a student of A Course in Miracles. So I just kind of heard the name of it there, and I <laughs> I happened to be, um, I found it just at a garage sale, and I picked it up just because I had heard, oh, this is a book that Gary, you know, is a student of, and I picked it up, and I, I tried reading it a few times and couldn't quite um, commit to it. So it took three or four times before I really committed to it. Um, and, um, I, I have found it quite helpful, um, as far as the principles, um, with regard to healing and, um, working through, um, and, and actually the, both the tapping, the EFT tapping and the Course in Miracles are, are, um, 
I, they are kind of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, kind of like a ladder for each other because I can use the EFT tapping on any resistance. There's a lot of resistance to this, to studying this book. <laughs> um, and I can use the tapping to work through that. And then the what the insights that I receive from the Course in Miracles, I can use through that to work with my clients um, when I do the EFT tapping. And and I have a technique now that I call the Ramos clearing technique that uses um, muscle testing just to get a little bit um, to go a little bit faster um, than the EFT to kind of get to the hidden unconscious beliefs a little bit. Uh, quicker uh, if people are open to it not everyone is open to it and that's fine you get you get to the same place whichever yeah. way you go true eventually <laughs> but, yeah. Well, eventually yeah so it's a matter of how quickly you want to move and yeah, I respect that of you know wherever everyone is it's fine and the resistance you speak of um, I can imagine is a fear it's oh yes yeah. yes because it's it's a uh, it's it's turning everything upside down you yeah, know right right <laughs> so that is very <laughs> scary yeah. it can be scary disorienting but i think yeah. i think that uh the the desire to really know truth to remember the truth because because deep down we all kind of um I don't know what it is. It's there's something there that we all re resonate to, but, mm, but, but you know we don't give a lot of attention to. Um, but it's all it's that memory. It's that memory of 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 our true self. Um, so we don't lose it just because we're not aware of it. It's still there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that might be, it's uh, probably superimposed um, because of the body, right? Those um, false beliefs. Having the body, that means protecting it. So it survives. Oh, yes. And, and those are very strong instincts, survival instincts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a few more questions for you. I have here the ending questions. But before that, Eloisa, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Uh, let's see. I, I just I have one here. I think that it kind of summarizes um, all quote unquote self images and identifications exist only in our mind and reflect the belief that our quote-unquote self is not completely acceptable as it is. They are representations of what we have come to believe and think we should be, have been or are, and what we see, feel, or want our quote-unquote self to be. We have forgotten our essential quote-unquote self with a capital S, and therefore, have accepted the idea that it is partly or entirely worthless. And so we strive and struggle to earn our worth by making this lowly little self into something or some body of value. Yes. 
so true <laughs> so true i absolutely love the title of your book too so beyond self-esteem what a beautiful insight thank you if you knew you would lose the body soon would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way um I don't think I would do anything differently in a different way. I think I would just <laughs> say say my goodbyes. <laughs> but um, I don't think um, I don't think there's anything that I would try to rush to to do or finish. Um, mostly because I feel that um, everything is as it should be, and so. Right. There's nothing really to change. Yeah, I love, I love that answer. Uh, when I hear from anyone. <laughs> um, and the last question is, what are three things about this reality, this dream, you know for sure, if there is such a thing? Three things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Well, <laughs> let's see. What do I know for sure? Well, I know for sure that we are all equal, okay? Despite all of the <laughs> conflict <laughs> going on in the world, I know for sure that we are not a body and therefore all this COVID and everything. Um, let's see, is, is, is the belief that we are a body and that we are limited and can die. And so I know for sure that everything is good, even though it does not appear that way. Um, and, and that means that I, I can trust in a loving creator um, and that I am as that creator created me. And so is everyone else. Um, and therefore I don't, feel, um, let's see, I can just have peace. <laughs> I don't need to try to <laughs> make myself into anything or change anyone or change. Um, I can just be grateful um, mm. for life. Yes. Thank you so much, Eloisa, again, for your work, your purpose in this reality. Your beautiful presence, <laughs> your um, yeah, presence that stopped all questions pretty much and, and these end here. <laughs> Thank you, Valeria. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Uh, if you go to my website, it's uh, www.healingwitheft.com. Um, you can you know, learn about EFT. I have um, a little bit um, on A Course in Miracles. Um, and my all my background is there. Um, if you want to schedule a session, the information is there too. Um, so yes, if anyone wants to learn more, they're welcome to visit my website. I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you, Valeria. Bye for now, Elisa. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Eloisa Ramos and her work, please visit 
healingwitheft.com slash Ramos Clearing. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.